Welcome to the Seller Community Podcast from List Perfectly. This is episode 41. I'm Liz. And I'm Doug. And Liz, I always get excited each week. I know it only increases. <laughs> Are you sure? Each week. I do get excited. I'm working on that. Okay, okay. I'm very excited about episode 41. And Liz, this week, I was super excited to learn about Kid Is In because I didn't know too much about him. And we had an amazing chat with Dory, the CEO of Kidizen. And I learned a ton. I'm interested in Kidizen. I cannot wait to share this interview with our listeners. For those that don't sell on Kidizen or that think it's just kids' clothes, please don't turn it off yet. That's true. Stay tuned. Learn more about Kidizen platform because it's more than just selling used kids' clothes. It's not what There's you a lot think. more to it. Community, other aspects. But let me tell you, Liz, this is going to be a surprise to you, but I do have some kids' clothes in my bin. So my wife went out, We she bought some like frozen two shirts or something when, you know, two or three years ago when the movie yeah, came yeah. out. And so we're trying to get on the trends, Liz, for what's going to sell. Like the time we bought the Game of Thrones Oreos because we thought they'd be big because they were limited, but I ate them, so... <laughs> They did not. They were limited. I checked the prices and ate them. Right. They were limited. They They were just limited limited. on time on your shelf. Yes. Limited into (laughs) my mouth. Yes. So good week at the Smith household. Everything's good. You know, busy. That's, you know, still, you know, adjusting stuff. So it's good. Settling into your new job that our community is so excited to have you in. Yes. That's very very touching and flattering and i am excited about it See, I'm i know you are and i appreciate all the kudos and everybody reaching out i was actually surprised and humbled at how many people were like oh this is awesome so it's good we're gonna do awesome stuff so yeah stay tuned i guess you would say yeah so doug i challenge Liz? you to be more present in the facebook group i know you already post there oh, yeah, yeah. i know you like a lot of stuff go ahead i don't know what do our listeners think should doug participate in the Facebook group more? Oh. Should he list some stuff and share his stacks of packages on Monday morning? Yeah, my his platform? <laughs> Your frozen two t-shirts? My frozen two t-shirts that don't fit tell me. me how, <laughs> tell me how Kittison's going for you. I do. No, that's one of the things that definitely is on my list. Is like, so we moved and I, you know, I put all my stuff on hold. So I got to get back on it and I will, I will commit to that because, you know, now we're towards the end of Q4. So I will uh, get my stuff listed for the holidays. Uh, Before the holidays. That's right. That's going to be key. I don't, I mean, I don't know about any other seller out there. Actually, I do know all the sellers out there are hustling hard. And uh, I think I've been pretty quiet this week because I've kind of been doing the same thing. I've got a lot a lot of inventory to get listed. As a matter of fact, my husband's off today. Uh-oh. And he's like, well, maybe I'll take pictures for you. I said, that sounds like a great idea. And he was out the door at 8 o'clock this morning. I got stuff to do. I got to go to Home Depot. I got to go to Lowe's. Maybe I can fit uh-huh. in nine rounds at the golf course. Maybe I was like, it's okay. I'll take my own pictures. I'm used pictures. to it. <laughs> He'd get in the way and mess up your routine anyway. He would slow me down. So you're right. You're right. He's trying to old school you. Uh, we're going to go to Home Depot, maybe Bed Bath & Beyond. We don't want to go too crazy. Maybe play some golf. That's like <laughs> playing golf takes a long time. Uh, yeah, I know. Trust me. I know. get home all sweaty. But, all right, Liz, I can take some pictures now. And you'll be like, <laughs> I'm done. Uh, maybe that's what we'll do on Black Friday. We have no plans to go out shopping. 
Um, We're hosting Thanksgiving at my house. So, you know, what, six, nine months ago, my brother, Mm sister-in-law, niece moved here. My nephew was born. We're going to have them over. So it's not like I'm hosting a big Thanksgiving dinner. I'm having my family over for dinner, which I have not done being a military family, being separated from family for a long time. It's probably been a good at least 10 years. Wow. Do you need me to zoom in? Yeah, no, we're good. No, I was like, now I actually have to get dressed on Thanksgiving. I yeah. we're just we're like a pajama lounge around the house and eat a bunch of food all day type people. It's gonna be nice. We can lounge around the house in my pajamas with family. We're going to the in-laws. Nice. Everybody else is off except me. Um, kids are off. Mare's off because she works in the as an instructional aide now at the middle school. So she's uh, she's off too. You know what's good about that though? It's like a good catch up time. So I think I'll catch yeah. up on some stuff, make some plans. The Seller Community Podcast is brought to you each week by List Perfectly for your enjoyment and listening pleasure. And show notes are always found at listperfectly.com slash podcast. Please stick around for after this wonderful interview with Dory, co-founder and CEO of Kitizen. Stay tuned. And we do have some important reseller news. Today, we are honored to have co-founder and CEO of Kitizen in the studio with us. Welcome, Dory. Thank you so much for having me. I really Really appreciate it. Uh, you guys, I've been listening to you and excited to, to have a discussion with you all. Thank you, Dory, and thanks for being here. Thanks for making the time. So let's just get right into it. Tell us what Kitizen is for those listeners that aren't familiar with Kitizen. So Kitizen is a resale marketplace for parents to buy and sell uh, kids' clothing and accessories. Uh, we do really anything kid and baby related. So it could be baby essentials or that the diaper bag or sling, you know, that you're no longer using, whatever it might be. Um, but I would say that a majority of what we have on Kitizen is apparel and footwear. All of us have stuff in our closets that our kids have never even worn. Tell us about <laughs> Kitizen and how it got started. So what's the backstory? Mary Fallon and I, uh, Mary Fallon is uh, the other co-founder of Kitizen. Uh, we worked together a long time ago at a digital agency, uh, and then we became parents at the same time. And so this was really born out of our own experience as parents, uh, we were kind of shocked by how much stuff comes with having a kid. They're like this tiny little being, yet it requires like an immense amount of stuff. Uh, We would have kind of fancied ourselves like minimalists prior to all of this. And then all of a sudden our homes were like flooded with baby stuff. And we recognized how quickly kids were, our kids were churning through this stuff. Um, and so we you know, knew that so much of this stuff already existed and we didn't actually have family in our area. You know, we weren't getting hand-me-downs from anybody. Uh, and so we created Kitizen to leverage technology to create a hand-me-down network of parents all across the country. Sustainability was really a, a huge piece of why we created Kitizen. You know, again, just there's so much of this stuff already out there um, as kids turn through it. And it seemed almost excessive in a way to buy all of it new. So I, I'm, I'm a thrifter at heart. So I've always, you know, been into buying secondhand and, you know, same with Mary. We just created Kitizen to create a community for all parents who are seeking. I love that. Yeah. Parents are constantly looking for ways to, you know, swap those clothes, swap that gear. And, mm-hmm. and I see it in the Kitizen economy, right? Yeah. Like parents are like, hey, I need to get rid of this stuff. 
And then with that money, we'll go ahead and just recycle it all the way through. Like you, I was a thrifter yeah. at heart. And that's how I started reselling online is with my used maternity clothes and my kids yeah. clothes is what kept it all going. Yeah, exactly. And and that's the thing that is, I think, unique about kids stuff is that you're constantly needing to acquire more and mm -hmm. get rid of stuff. Whereas with women's fashion or men's fashion or, you know, other, other items, you don't have to buy that, right. you know, that new dress or, I mean, maybe if you have an event, but I mean, I have stuff in my closet that I probably wore in college. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, you can hold on to it and wear yes. the same thing, but with the kids, you know, you're going to be sending them off to school in a pair of floods if, you know, you don't... <laughs> Size them up, you know, so there's, there's just as much stronger need, you know, versus even a want when it comes to kids stuff. So let's go a little deeper into what can be sold on the marketplace and maybe a little bit of what can't be sold. Yeah. So again, you know, anything kid and baby related. Um, so we have clothing, obviously, um, accessories, um, you can do toys, books, baby essentials, you know, like swaddling blankets and nursery decor. And then we do actually have a section. It's our mama section, which is women's clothing. And essentially mm -hmm. that was the result of uh, a lot of our sellers saying like, hey, we really don't want to have to go to a different platform to list our own stuff. Can you please, mm -hmm. you know, let us list it here. So we do have women's stuff. I would say, though, our focus is always is always going to be on kid and parenting needs. But yes, you can, you know, buy I buy all of my clothes <laughs> on kid is in, you know, in the mama section. Uh, and there's amazing, you know, wonderful stuff there. But our focus is on 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 the kids items. So stuff that, you know, you, we prefer that people don't list, you know, sometimes we get like makeup or homeware, you know, mm -hmm. type things that are not specific to like a baby nursery or a kid's room. But Absolutely. I think it's always, uh, when I talk to sellers, people are actually surprised because they think kids clothes. And like today I just listed some crib bedding Oh yeah, on kid is in. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, you can do nursery items yeah um you know crib sheets blankets you yeah. can do the 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 toys the dolls the books like you said and and then people find out oh well i can list some mama stuff on there too i can list maternity clothes yeah i can list those jeans that i outgrew or undergrew <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah and i think a lot of sellers are really surprised to hear that um yeah and it really gets them on the platform and i think it's very clear when you visit kidizen that you go on and it is very kid focused but also sustainability focused. What is the mission of Kitizen? Our mission is really centered around connecting families uh, so that we can support one another through sharing, ultimately for the betterment of uh, you know our future generations and our planet. So I would say that it's it really is twofold. Sustainability is a piece of it, which mm -hmm. is important to us as parents because we are going to be leaving this planet to our kids our, our grandkids and so forth. And then the other piece is really that connection of families through sharing so that we can support one another through this parenting journey, which is kind of crazy and intense at times. And I think that when we become parents for the first time, it can be a pretty isolating experience. And mm -hmm. so finding a community, um, yes, this is about buying and selling, 
but finding that community of other parents where you're getting those items, you know, you buy yourself your kids, you know, a new outfit or something, and then it comes with that note from the you know the other family. Yeah. You know, and there's yeah. a lot of these connections that happen that is, you know, an outfit that made it through three or four different families. And then, you know, we have photos of all the kids wearing the same outfit. That piece of it is, I mean, because we're, we're talking about our kids, what is more, you know, connected to your, your heart that, than that. Um, and sometimes we're passing on items that were, you know, have memories associated. Yes. And so seeing it go to another family is important. I, I love that you are, you're building a community and you've adjusted to your community. Like I love the mama, the mama category. Yeah. And so a couple of questions. When did the mama category come about? And then let's talk about Hello Kittison Facebook group a, a little bit. The mama category came about, we were a few years in. So we launched in 2014, originally just as an iOS app. Okay. Uh, then we added Android. Web is kind of the third, you know, I, I would say I always recommend that people download the Kid is an app because that's mm -hmm. where the full feature set is. It's been a couple of years that we've had the, the mama category, but it took us a while because we really have been adamant about staying focused on this vertical and not wanting to dilute our community by, you know, starting to add all of these other categories. Sure. I think that what people really cherish about Kitizen is that it is this community of other parents and that mm -hmm. feels really good, you know, so we wanted to stay true to that. So intentionally, you know, we were like, okay, you know, we wanted to add it because we, we were hearing from our sellers, you know, mm -hmm. they were just, it was a, there was a strong voice from our sellers requesting it. And we wanted to provide that for them, but needed to do it in a way that was, you know, true to who, who we are as a community. Mm -hmm. My son is 13. So my wife, 13, 14 years ago, connected some, with some moms on a message board mm -hmm. and they still keep in touch. So I think that's, and dads aren't like that. It's like, I have friends that I haven't talked to in five years. <laughs> I'll today, we'll hang out and it's going to be fine. But moms have that special connection and the baby thing. And this is great that you are able to, you know, contribute to that but they would do some of the same stuff like back before they could you know sell stuff yeah. but that connection with moms and it stays beyond having the baby and when the kids are growing up they keep in touch and it's like you said too you're providing a means for them to also keep in touch develop yeah. that community and, and maintain that connection there are so many people that will one talk about how you know they came to kidism for a very practical reason to buy or sell but they have stayed because of the community and people yeah have friends through Kitizen, which just blows my mind. But I love hearing the stories of people having really good, strong friendships with other moms. And they met through Kitizen. And, you know, pre-COVID, we would, you know, see posts on Facebook and Instagram of people getting together, you know, in-person meetups and, sure. you know, connecting now in other ways, uh, since we can't do the in-person quite as much or right. as frequently. Uh, and it's, I love it. I love it. I love seeing that. Uh, we've done meetups here in Minneapolis. Um, and it's always so great to like, you know, see the faces and it's, yeah, it's so energized and fun. Hello Kitizen is the Facebook group and absolutely yeah. follow on all the other social channels. Yeah. We'll put links in the show notes. Yeah. And you know, even my kids are 25 and 19. So they're older, but I yeah. still 
just like Doug said, you know, feel that connection with the moms or even helping out the younger moms, you know, that may look, it'd be like, oh my gosh, how did you guys do this? And, you know, and I still feel that it's not just about selling stuff. Yeah. I mean, it is about selling stuff, but there is that deeper connection and there's the deeper connection on the kid as an app too. Yeah. Um, with different groups that you've created. And I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. Hello Kittison is, it is, is so fun um, because that is, you know, we have people in Hello Kittison that, you know, were started on Kittison back when we launched, like in the yeah. early days, like before we even had payment processing, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, available, like, you know, we, we started very lean in the, in the beginning uh, and they're still with us. And a lot of them are in the Hello Kittison Facebook group. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they, you know, over the years it, it's, it's evolved, but there's a lot of activities that happen in Hello Kittison, but also in, in the Kittison app, as well that are are user run and generated groups um, and activities of all sorts you know everything from you know share groups which would mm-hmm. be you know a common thing that's happened that happens a lot to you know we have a, a group of users who run uh, what they call kid economy um, which yes. is yeah is a big you know now it's a big deal and um, but it's all you, you know kid, that did not come from from us that was user generated and run um, users get together and do giveaways and you know they'll be for a long time on hello kid there was like a ladies night on thursday night and like all these other like fun sort of activities that they you know that they do yeah and uh, yeah i love it this conversation is going on out there and you guys can participate and you know yeah bring it to you and you've got the kid economy you've got the kiddison site you've got hello kiddison you've got the blog your community and so You've got that community connection, but we also touched on sustainability a little bit early on. And that's something that's blown me away that I've learned so much more over the last year. So let's talk about that. You know, how, how Kittison helps with sustainability, how you got involved in sustainability and and what it means to you. You know, it's interesting. A lot of us, you know, any parent is going to have that, you know, bins or piles of stuff that your kids have outgrown. You need to do something with it. I think a lot of us have donated stuff in the past and and feel like good about doing that. But the reality is that I think only 15% of the stuff that you donate actually makes it to another family. The rest is, you know, is still ending up in are in landfills and other places that isn't great for for the planet. Obviously, giving it to other families is another option as well, which is Mm -hmm. wonderful if they want and need it. But I do think that oftentimes as parents, you know, you have friends that are unloading stuff to you (laughs) and you're kind of like, yeah, I, okay, I have, you know, enough, like, (laughs) right. And and it's not always the right season or the right style. And so for us, reselling is is a way of guaranteeing it's going to somebody else who wants it, needs it, and is going to use it. And I think that that is important for people to understand when they're thinking about the options that they have when they're done with items. Right. Mm-hmm. What stands out to me is Sendal and the brand partners. Like when you recycle, you can get those. Like those really stand out to me. Yeah. Like Doug, I have never had this. Maybe I don't know why, 
with this sustainability mindset until the last couple of years. And it's really sure. all stuck out to me. And those are things that stuck out to me for Kittism. Yeah. And I think it's hitting us hard right now too, worldwide, the problem that we're faced with and that we're going to leave to our kids. The shipping piece of it was important for us to find a partner. Uh, Sendal is uh, carbon neutral. Um, so they offset any carbon emissions um, mm -hmm. that are produced when we're shipping this stuff, which is the one downside to doing it the way that we do it, um, right. where items are shipped. It, it's really important to us to have that partnership that helps us to that piece of it um, more yes. sustainable. And then the brand partnerships are also really critical to our mission because it's really about helping other brands help their customers extend the life of the things that they purchase. So mm -hmm. we're all about buying high quality items that will last, right? Mm -hmm. Fast fashion is, it, it, it's unfortunate, right? You're going to, it's kind it of is. like disposable yeah. clothes. You know, you're going to wear it once, it's going to fall apart you're going to throw it away. So, you know, we believe in buying higher quality items that will last. Most of our, uh, the folks on Kitizen buy new as well as used, you know, it's mm -hmm. a mix of things, but we recognize that higher quality items are going to cost more. Right. Uh, and that's tough. So getting people in the mindset of understanding, okay, I'm going to buy these pair of shoes and they're going to cost $50. And that's a lot knowing that my kid's probably going to outgrow them in about two months. Right. Um, knowing, you know, that they can be resold for $35 and that it's a much better option than buying the $15 shoes that might even fall apart, you know, in the next right. however long. Uh, so getting people in that mindset of knowing, okay, I can buy something, I can access items that are higher quality, I can resell it uh, to make my money back to get a return on my investment. And ultimately, that's going to be a much better process for the planet versus the other options that we have. So working with brands and helping them tell that story about the resale value of the things that you can purchase and then making it easy for their customers to extend the life of those mm -hmm. items. That's a big piece of where we're headed and moving forward. And then I would say the other big piece of where we're headed is a heavy focus on our Style Scout program. It is, it's pretty unique to Kitizen. Um, again, we're leveraging our community really to take the next step, both in terms of helping other families consign the things that they, they have when they don't have the time, but also supporting, we have power sellers now, you know, all across the country who are ready to take their business to the next level. They're ready to go beyond just selling the items that their kids have outgrown. And so we saw it organically happen where people were instinctively, you know, taking on items from friends or family or other people in their neighborhood. And so we made that an official program um, where people can become style scouts, which is, you know, they're not employees of Kitizen, but they are, mm -hmm. they are given the tools that they need to be basically a white glove consigner that will sell on behalf of other families in their neighborhood. So they literally go and make house calls and will pick up the items and they have clients. And then on the back end, Kitizen supports it with all of the accounting that happens. So Style Scouts have a certain, you know, setup in our system where they, when they list something, they can assign it to a client who also has an account on Kitizen. They 
can determine what that percentage split is between the two. And then when those items sell, the the split automatically occurs. So after shipping and and fees and whatnot, um, the client gets money into her account. And then she can either use those funds to buy on Kitizen or she can cash them out to um, her bank account or to PayPal. Um, So it makes it really easy for the Style Scout to manage all of the accounting side when you have a bunch of clients and you have money yeah you need to pay out all over the place you know that piece of it is a lot easier and then we help our scouts with finding clients we do have a um a scout finder um on the website so if you go to kitizen and then you go to sell um it'll ask you whether or not you want to sell yourself or do you want to um work with a style scout and we have about 150 across the country so now we have scouts in, you know, most kind of large areas across the country. So you can find one that's near you and then you connect with her uh, through Kitizen, you know, set up an, an appointment and whatnot. I would say it's the easiest, most profitable way to consign your kids stuff if you don't want to list it and sell it yourself. Plus our scouts understand what the resale value is of a lot of the stuff that you have. Whereas, you know, you're not always sure if you, you know, take it to your um, local consignment store, if they understand that that's like something really nice or a really good brand or a really high quality item. And you don't want to get, you know, $2 for your Matilda Jane. Well, and not only that, I can see that, you know, some moms have the setup for it and they have the mindset for it. They know how to, you know, I've got a picture set up and I know that I can take pictures while my children are at school or at their at this to where the other mom has a lot of stuff, but they don't have the setup and they don't have the time. It's kind of that perfect marriage. I knew of style scouts. I didn't know exactly how it worked, but that is amazing that Kitizen has that whole back end for both the buyers and the sellers. And what I really love, we're sitting here talking about recycled goods, but what also resonates in my head is you could just recycle that money too. It all stays right there. Like I have a balance on Kitizen from some sales. I can go in right now and take that money and buy something. Oh yeah. Used, wear it, sell something and it just kind of all, right. it's that circular economy right there on the app. Absolutely. The Style Scouts allow us to bring that to people who might not have otherwise considered selling on Kitizen. They just don't have the time or whatever. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know, it's not for everybody, right? Right. You know, and a lot of people are hesitant to sell because, you know, they're like, well, then I have to figure out the shipping and then I have to, you know, do all of this other yeah. stuff. I think in time, so many people come on Kitizen just as buyers and then yes. they see how easy it is to sell and they want to be able to fund, you know, as their kids size up, you know, to fund those purchases. And so they, they, learn how to do it. Um, And it really, you know, as you know, it's not that hard, right? But I think it can be overwhelming to some who are just not ready, you know, to do that. And then the other piece of the Style Scout program is that it helps to support our brand partnerships. Brands have a lot of inventory that may end up in landfills or other places that aren't that Mm -hmm. great. And we are happy to take that on. (laughs) Um, So whether it's like returns, which, you know, is difficult for brands to uh, returns is um, a pain point for them, right? Because they have to re-inventory it. Sometimes it's, you know, 
damaged or they're no longer selling it and whatnot. So returns is one overstock, you know, it might be samples or, or um, slightly damaged and whatnot. So with a lot of our brand partners, we're able to channel that inventory to our style scouts and they resell it. And it's the same setup where essentially the brand is the client. Um, and so they're selling it and doing a percentage split and the brand, you know, makes back money and our scouts make money and it's a great way for them to access more inventory and really good inventory. Um, yeah. So in a lot of locations, we're able to set up the connection between the brand and, you know, it might even just be like the warehouse person for the brand and they do regular pickups once a month. They'll go and, you know, pick up the, the returns or whatever overstock inventory they have um, and do that on a regular basis. So we like that piece of it because it helps our brands, but it also helps our scouts grow their business and access mm-hmm. more inventory that they might not have been able to access otherwise. Yeah. And the customers get access to maybe some discounted things that they don't mind if the tags are removed or, you know, there's this tiny flaw because their child's only going to wear it for two months anyways. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like a whole win all the way around. I did not Mm -hmm. know that with the brands and the style scouts. That is so interesting. I'll have to get you up to see what's in Colorado. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, um, It, it, it's tough because we don't like to overpromise it, you know, because it really is dependent on where you're located and where our brands are located course, and whether yeah. or not there's like that location matchup. What's next for Kitizen as a company and yeah. for the community? The brand partnerships are a big one for us. Yeah. Um, I think that we're at a point when we talked to brands years ago, they're like resale. Oh, I'm not going to get, you know. <laughs> It was kind of like the early days of social media when brands were like, I don't want to get involved with social media. People are going to be saying things that we can't control. Mm-hmm. And now social media is like the number one marketing you know, platform for, for most brands. We're seeing that sort of evolution happening with resale right now. When we talked to a lot of brands years ago, they're like, oh, not resale. That's going to damage my brand or it's going to cannibalize my business or it's going to, you know, yeah. the best brands out there have have a really uh, passionate resale community. Like those are the brands that we, and we can see them like brands that are doing really well on Kitizen that have like a really passionate community around them. Those are the ones that are going to survive and thrive. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we can kind of, we have like indicators of like, yep, that brand, that one's going to, that one's going to do well. Exactly. Um, you know, so it's something that they really should be embracing. I, I mean, obviously I'm biased, but <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, and, I, and both Mary and I actually come from like a marketing brand building you know, background. So we're able to see a lot of what's happening on Kitizen through that lens. And we're like, this is amazing. Like the, the amount of brand discovery that happens on Kitizen is it, it's amazing, especially parents where you're, you're, you become a parent and you're entering this whole new world, whole new set of brands that you never knew about before. And you have other moms telling you what the good ones are. You know, it's perfect. Yeah. It's like, um, it, it's a, it's a quick, fast way to make that introduction into the, the product world of, um, Um, as a parent. So I think, you know, brands now are starting to understand that, okay, yes, resale is something that I need to embrace, I need to support. And it is a great way for me to, you know, show our commitment to sustainability to show 
our commitment to quality products, right? The mm -hmm. ones that are getting into resale are the brands that have high quality products that can last. And um, so, yeah, I, you know, where we're headed is really to help facilitate a lot of that for brands and to be their resale partner. You know, we want to take the top kid brands out there and be their resale partner and really sure. help them because parents want that handful of brands that they can trust because as their kids churn through sizes and they're having to like, okay, buy three size three month, then six month, then nine, then 12 month, and then, you know, and so on and so forth. You don't, you don't want to have to like stop and think you, you want to just be able to go back to that, that trusted brand. Um, mm -hmm. And those products that you know your kids will like and that will you know, feel good on their skin and whatnot. And so helping brands establish that sort of um, cyclical process with their customer base, I think, is something that we can certainly provide and help them them thrive. And we want the good brands like the, you know, the, sure. the ones that are made out of good material and that will last and that are committed to sustainability. We want to help them because it goes back to our core mission. And I can totally see that as a mom, you know, like, hey, that brand, I, I think it's great, but I can't afford a $40 t-shirt. I'll get it used right. on Kid is sure. in for yeah. 25 Yeah, and I fall in love with it. Yeah. And I see it and I'm like, okay, now I don't mind spending that exactly. on their quality products because I have yeah. two kids and it can just be handed down yeah. and then I can sell it again, you know? And so the brand, exactly. and, I, and just like you said, the brands see that, you yeah. know, and I, and, and I see that with Kitizen and I see that as a mom and I see that, you know, just in other brand fashion. Yeah, absolutely. I'm an adult-ish. What? Adult -ish. And Liz knows, <laughs> well, Liz knows my wardrobe. I pretty much, I kind of have a uniform. It's like jeans and yeah. t-shirts. But it's interesting too with my son recently. I mean, he's very brand conscious. So yeah. it's like skate brands and things like that. And, you know, you try to teach him about money as teenagers and all that. And so now he's, there's this pair of Air Jordans that he wants. And they're around a hundred bucks, which is pretty good for vintage Air Jordans. So it's like that maybe mm -hmm. we can, I mean, that's not too bad. But on the other hand, so I don't know if you ladies know this, but Crocs are back and they're big. It's, I couldn't believe, I never liked them. I mean, they're comfy. I'd never <laughs> liked them, but the kids are wearing them. Yep. Some, I think wore his red Crocs to school today. And then they decorate them with the little pins. There's this pair of collectible $800 Kentucky Fried Chicken Crocs that he wants that smell like chicken. No. no I'm like, no. <laughs> he I said, wants I'm their not... shoes smelling like chicken. Exactly. And I said, well, you know. We Especially said, you're... when you're a teen boy, those shoes are going <laughs> to smell like sweaty chicken. Exactly. His feet probably already do smell like sweaty chicken. <laughs> But I, I said, no, I'm not buying those for you. And he said, well, no, I'll save up for them. It's like, first of all, you have no income and I'm not going <laughs> to let you save up to buy $800 Crocs. Yeah, but I, I don't know. know. Brands parents, and... we got to help them make, you know, not make bad choices. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be it sustainable and right. nobody else is going to be wearing it, you know? <laughs> That's the thing that makes resales cool now in, in so many yeah. ways. I yeah. mean, the, the stuff that you can find on Kitizen for your kid is mm -hmm. so much more interesting than going to the mall and yeah. buying the same thing that everybody else on the playground is going to have. I mean, we yes. have we have people who are into vintage kids stuff. You know, there's handmade stuff. There's just so much more variety, you know, and the parents that are on Kitizen are the ones that are like, you know, they want more unique options when they're shopping for their kids. And yeah. 
that's what resale can provide you. I love that. What you said, like the vintage brands, it just takes me back to the to the nineties Oshkosh bibs that are hot that parents <laughs> oh are going gosh, after yeah. because they wore them. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. like, Oh, I bought yeah. those for my son. I should have hold it, held on to him for 25 oh, know, years. Right? No, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's so interesting to see that, that that is mm-hmm. hot and that is back. And that is what the younger parents want. Yeah. I love and it's it. cool to see like the heritage brands like that, you know, do yeah. that. like Oshkosh, it's a heritage brand and you know, they're, they're, they're built to last, um, yes. you know, they certainly were, you know, back in the 80s and 90s. So, yes, <laughs> that's cool. Well, I'll go back farther because you're triggering memories are um, Buster Browns and um, mm-hmm. I remember Garanimals. You would match yeah. up animals, right? And there's your outfit. So, <laughs> I remember that. That's, that's great. From a brand perspective, you've built this community and with that comes that brand loyalty and then the marketplace royalty. And, you know, people are sticking around. The kids are getting involved. That's great. That's great. And so we've covered a lot. Is there anything else that uh, we didn't cover or anything else you'd like to add? You know, I would, I would love to hear from, you know, and anybody is welcome to reach out to us, you know, hello at kidizen.com is a great way to get a hold of us. We'd love your feedback. We always love hearing from our community and what they're needing and wanting. We have conversations with our team all the time about, you know, we have a roadmap and items on the backlog and all the the feature set that we think is going to make Kidizen a better platform. And then, you know, we hear from our community and they're like, no, really what we need or want is that. And we're like, really? Wow. I don't know if you (laughs) thought of that. Um, But it, it does require us staying very close and connected. Hello Kidizen allows us to stay close and connected and really hear what people are wanting. But we love those emails um, from people who, you know, just like, okay, Kidizen, here's some feedback. And they just like lay it out, um, you know, because ultimately we want to make this easier and better um, for mm-hmm. for our community. We want to make it easier for more people to start selling. You know, I think that the world is going through this sort of transition right now where people are embracing resale more and more. Yeah. Um, and we want to open up Kitizen to folks so that they can see how great it can be. You know, how shopping on Kitizen, it feels good. It feels mm-hmm. good to buy from another family. It feels good, you know, for your money to go, you know, directly to somebody else. It feels good to get something um, from another family that often has the handwritten note on it and to connect with them. And that it doesn't always have to be, you know, that, that personal. It's a fun way to shop. It really is. Yeah. I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're busy. I cannot <laughs> imagine. So we really, really appreciate your time and coming on and sharing all of your thoughts and sharing Kittizen with us. Yeah, absolutely. It's great yeah. to see a company like Kittizen that is is doing this, creating this community, has a sustainability focus. But I love too what you said about listening to the community and putting that, you know, oh, we hadn't even thought about that because that's what you have to do. You have to listen to your people because that builds into the loyalty. And sometimes it's super hard to steer that big bus, (laughs) but it takes some time. You know, I know that you, you, a lot of your listeners are sellers and, you know, are selling on other platforms, um, which, you know, I think that, Selling on any platform is wonderful. 
um, because you're you're doing a great thing. Because I do think that you know this is you have a very captive audience here of people shopping specifically for kids stuff. I think that we do get some misconceptions about our fees. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we'll often see comments like uh, you know the app reviews is saying that our fees are high, but I, actually they're lower than most. Um, our mm-hmm. fee is. Uh, 12% plus 50 cents. Um, so when you compare it to um, other marketplaces, it is it is a lower fee. Um, and then the other piece that our shipping, the way we've structured our shipping is specific to kids items um, mm-hmm. because you don't want to spend $7 to ship a onesie. Right. Right. I mean, and, and so the way we have structured our shipping is to accommodate the lighter weight items. So essentially how it works is as a seller, you can price things by saying this is $20 shipping included, or you can price it and say this is $15 plus $5 for shipping. Really, it's just a matter of how you want to show right. the price. And then when you sell the item, um, you're given options um, in terms of the the different shipping labels you can purchase through Kidism. You don't have to. You can buy your shipping anywhere and just enter in the tracking. Shopping oh. for kids I mean, de- depending on who you are, it's not fun for everybody, but for a right. lot of people, it is a lot of fun. It's a lot more guilt-free than shopping for yourself. Yeah, you know, we get so many moms on kids and talk, you know, talking about how they they love to shop for their kids and they will buy all sorts of like wonderful things, and then they look at them, you know, what they're wearing, you know. Oh yeah, I think when you have a kid, you you turn turn that phone camera around and you're no longer doing selfies you're just following the kids around and taking their photo so you'll dress them nice and yep yeah yep and then when you're a grandparent you're like oh i can just do both now i can do both i can dress myself and (laughs) (laughs) the kids yeah and now you know a goal of mine is one of these holiday seasons we're gonna get people really willing to buy secondhand for gift giving and i would say that especially for like the younger kids their toys don't have to be brand new because they're not gonna know yeah mm-hmm. um and it's a great age at which to get them into the habit of like you know secondhand is is fine it's great it's you know <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just as good as new it's exactly the same yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I really hope that maybe, you know, hopefully this is the holiday season where people are like, yes, I'm going to buy, I'm going to consider secondhand. Well, thank you so much, you guys. This has been great. Thank you so much, Dory. We really appreciate you joining us and taking the time and telling us all about Kitizen. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. So Doug, what a great, great time with Dory. I had so much fun talking to Dory co-founder and CEO of Kidizit. I hope our listeners learned a lot from her also. Yeah, it was a great chat. And I learned a ton about Kidizen that I didn't know. I mean, I knew it was more than kids clothes, but there were a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of things I didn't know about. I love the community aspect of it that we talked about. I loved, you know, obviously it ties into the mom community, which is huge and it gives Mm -hmm. them a spot and it just, it's, a platform that goes beyond buying and selling stuff. And I love too that she talked about how they really take feedback from their community and they put it into the app because they are an app. Um, I thought that was interesting too. And then I really loved the idea of those kids and style scouts that basically help 
um, help people sell their stuff. But that was really interesting. I did learn a lot about that with the Style Scout. I love how they handle all of the finances internally. That was yeah. new to me. I did not know that. You know, and and like you said, the community, they do have quite a large community and the community has grown together. Um, you know, seller initiated events like Kid Economy. I don't want to, I can't, I don't even know how to explain this. I could probably go on for another 30 minutes. So if you're interested to learn what Kid Economy is, it's essentially a big sale and buying and selling event that happens a couple times a year that the community puts on. Go to the Hello Kidizen Facebook page and just type in Kid Economy and you'll learn a lot about that. I think that there might be one coming up. You know, we learned about the Style Scouts. You could even go and learn what a hash flash sale is to where you can maximize your hashtags yeah. in Kidizen. Um, one of the things that you did point out is that they are an app and that they are they have web capabilities. So they do have a website, mm -hmm. but you don't get the full capabilities from the website. And I just wanted to make sure that everybody knew that. So they are app based. They do have a website, but you don't get all of the features on the web. So you do have to go to the app, which is perfectly fine. I'm not an appy person. I do all my listing. You know, I do my pictures and stuff on my phone, but yeah. I do all of my listing and shipping and everything from my desktop. Yeah. But I have no problem going to the kid as an app and ordering a label or communicating go, yeah. with my buyers. It's it's pretty simple. Um, they make everything pretty straightforward. Um, as a matter of fact, I just did I just started that promoted listing uh campaign. So maybe I'll report nice. back, see what I did. Um I learned more from Dory. I'm I don't have a lot of kids clothes, so that's probably why I don't sell a whole lot on Kidison. Yeah. But I do have it, and it's literally with the list perfectly pro plan. It is literally like three clicks. There you go to get my item listed. And one of the things that Dory did mention was their fees, and that's kind of something that I wanted to point out and explain. And and they have it on their website, but I think some people get confused about it. It is a flat twelve percent plus fifty cent processing fee. Your money just goes into your little piggy bank in Kitizen, and when you're ready to cash out, you can cash out, put it directly to your account. There's no fee for doing that, or you can spend your balance in the app. Here's the thing: they charge the twelve percent, but if you you buy your label via Kitizen. So if you use a Kitizen generated label, sure. you're not charged the fee on that on the shipping fee. Here's a quick breakdown. I had an item for $40 in free shipping. I bought the shipping label that was $4.10, which left me with $35.90. I was only assessed the 12% fee on $35.90 and not the entire $40. Okay. So all in all, I was only charged $4.81 for this $40 item. Okay. So yeah, something to think about. Yeah. All right. So wait a minute, Liz, though. I think we do have a special tidbit that we can share with the listeners that's Kidizen related. So I will let you um, drop that special thing. So yeah, if you are new to Kidizen, you haven't downloaded the app yet, you haven't sold there yet, you can use code LP. Five off, so LP the number five OFF, and we'll put that in the show notes to get a five dollar credit to your account when you sell something. Cool, there you go. So, we've got some news this week, Liz. Something that's been on the horizon coming down IRS wants their money, they do, and we've talked about this, and it's been talked about many a times. Hopefully, our listeners are very much aware that if you're selling online, if you have Zelle, Cash App. Uh, Mercari, any of the selling platforms, if you're selling over 600 bucks, 
that platform wants to know your personal information so that they can send you a 1099 at the end yeah. of the year for anything over 600 bucks. That's the uh, new adjustment. I know a lot of people that have been flying under the radar for years, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't realize how many people were until I started reading a bunch of Facebook groups. People are kind of freaking out a little bit about this. They're like, wait a minute, you know, um, anywhere from I made sure that I only sold $15,000 a year so I wouldn't get caught. Or mm -hmm. what if I just sell stuff from my garage? Now, what if I sell something for $700? You know, now I'm going to get a 1099K. How do I deal with that? You should maybe see an accountant or a tax person because as a small business, there are going to be plenty of business write-offs that you may not be aware of. You'd probably be surprised the amount of stuff you can write off if you had the advice of a tax person or accountant. Yeah. So my whole entire advice is consult a CPA, consult a tax person that knows about e-commerce sales. You want more bad news? This must be USPS related. So yeah, Doug, there is a new fee that USPS will be implementing for oversized packages. So typically you have to put in your, the package dimensions and the weight when you mail an item. So say if I have a box that's 18 inches long by 10 inches tall by 12 inches wide. I don't know. USPS does have dimensional restrictions on sure. packages. Some people do not put in those dimensions and they go over the allotted dimensional size. Interesting. So this $1.50 fee will be assessed on parcels that are greater than one cubic foot or with a length greater than 22 inches if the customer did not provide dimensions mm. or provided inaccurate dimensions in an electronic manifest file. So if this is boring you, we can put a link in the show notes of the 29-page USPS oh, document that covers their fees um, because there was, there's a lot that's going on also with Priority Mail Express, dimensional weight, and additional fees for oversized packages if you do not indicate that they are oversized package and pay the price for the dimensional package. Well, Poshmark is turning 10. So, you know, you turn 10, you do some, got to do something big, I guess. This is an interesting announcement this week. Poshmark introduces an electronics category. Yes. And I say mostly good news because I was celebrating. I was like, this, this is great. Poshmark is expanding. And I started reading different social media channels and some sellers are like, I don't know about this. They're, they're getting away from their core. Poshmark wants to grow. Electronics is, you know, probably across the board. If you sell them, it's a huge category, good money maker, always active. People are always looking for stuff and it's such a broad category as well. I kind of think maybe there were other categories they should have added before this, like maybe books to help me out that might make a little more sense maybe books maybe collectibles they have a full list of the electronics that can be listed and when you go to list you can see them in the drop down menus but it is mostly things that are smaller they've got cameras photo and video cell phones and accessories computers laptops and parts and then there's tablets and accessories video games and consoles vr ar and accessories wearables so wearables are things like electronic glasses so you know you've got the camera glasses smartwatch cases wearable chargers body mounted cameras and then you've got a headphones and a media and a networking and the list goes on and on categories right and it's mostly all smaller stuff and i went through this and i looked and i'm like well poshmark Shipping is $7.45 as of the day of this recording. Okay. 
for anything up to five pounds. And I look through this list and I'm like, pretty much everything's under five pounds as an okay. individual item. Here's the thing. They have to grow. There are so many clothing apps and sites to sell on that are clothing specific. Yeah. They have competition. And when you look at Poshmark, like we're in the U.S. We can only ship to the U.S. We're kind of limited when when you look at that, you know, Depop, I can ship international. eBay, I can ship international. Yeah. It, it's so, I think that they kind of had to do something. You know, also there's a lot of money in electronics. Always a solid seller for the marketplaces. Like it's the, it, I'm sure it still is the number one category on eBay. Poshmark. It's like Facebook, right? They keep you on the app. Yeah, that's what they want to do. Sell something, share your stuff, style it, get in with your posh and sip, keep your money on the site. Oh, hey, by the way, you have a credit. You can buy this. You might be interested in this. You already have free money sitting in your account. So what else do we have, Doug? I think that's all the news that fits this week, Liz. I could have talked to Dory for another hour. I really hope that she yeah. comes back on the podcast. You know, I hope that when they have something cool or breaking or something that they want to share with their community, that she sends us an email and says, hey, let's do this again on the podcast. And that we can work with her and work with Kitizen more closely to bring that news from that platform. Thanks for joining us this week on the Seller Community Podcast from List Perfectly. This week, we talked to Dory Graff, co-founder and CEO of Kitizen, and we had some great and not so great news. <laughs> yeah, I always let Liz take the bad news. She's better at it than I am. It's total like a mom and dad thing. It's like, mom's <laughs> got something to tell you. When you're done, you can come to dad for <laughs> So everybody flood Doug's inbox. Right. There you go. Dude. For sympathy, because mom doesn't do that. <laughs> That's true. Mom tells it like it is. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> and you can find us at listperfectly.com slash podcast. That's where you'll also find show notes with all supplemental information, links, anything else we add in there. You can leave a message or ask a question at anchor.fm slash seller community podcast. You can also email us at podcast at listperfectly.com. If you have a question, you can also always post it in the Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash groups slash list perfectly. You can use the hashtag Solder Community Podcast or mention Liz or Doug. Since you are listening to us, you know how to find us. However, we want to remind you that you can listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts and be sure to subscribe, tell your friends. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we would love if you would leave us a review. And if you're new to List Perfectly, or if you're ready for an upgrade, you can use our promo code PODCAST for 30% off your first month of List Perfectly or 30% off your first upgrade. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next, next week. week. Where are you at, man? I always feel so alone. It's like, a, it's, like a, it's like a delayed harmony. There's got to be some it's like an echo. Like I'm backing you up. <laughs> I'm, back, yeah. I'm like your your deeper reverb. I don't know. Your voice kind of goes up. Because <laughs> I got to match you at the end. Okay. All right.